Turf Talk Nation. We're back! All right, season two. Season two, man. Back at it, better than ever. Just pumped. I'm so excited. It's football season. Less than three weeks. Best time of the year. We're getting there. It's well, time. Preseason still sucks. Hey, you know what? It's football. Football's football. I'm all true. for it, man. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I guess quick recap. Got a lot going on. Yeah, man. Life is happening. Yeah. You know, I got a house. Getting hitched in a couple what less than two months now from yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Life happens quick. Yeah, I'm getting married too. We're both getting married within what, like two months of each other. We just do everything together. I know. We? Yeah. I mean, the bachelor trip next week. We gonna throw some money down, some sports bets in Tampa. You know, except I don't think they they do sports betting down there, but throwing it on the Jags to win, right? The whole thing, <laughs> Super Bowl. We're doing it. We're calling our shot right here, right now. I already, no. did, I already did that. Yeah, no, we can't. I don't think we're gonna be making that call. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that trip, man. It's gonna be a blast. Um, hoping not to lose too much money. Might go a little blackjack, a little couple roulette wheel spins, and you know, I might I might have to tap out and watch you lose some money. But yeah, right. I learned from my grandma. Shout out to grandma. Hey, grandma, number one listener. But guess what? She went to the same casino we're going to next week. Won $800. Oh. Yeah. We need some grandma luck. We need some of that luck right we there. Do. Yep. So, grandma, if you're listening, you need to text us what you did. Good so, call. All right. Well, let's get to it, man. Let's rock and roll. What you What you want to talk about? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? First thing that comes to my mind is the number one news in Jacksonville. Tony Baselli is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we have the Jacksonville Hall of Fame Jaguars have a Hall of Famer. Did you think you would ever hear those words come out of somebody's mouth? Yes. Yeah. But like 20 years from now, when Trevor Lawrence tires, <laughs> somebody sizes him for the gold jacket. Now, you might as well. I mean, he's got the flow and the locks for it. But but in all serious, um, all seriousness, Tony Baselli, that's amazing. Congratulations. You know, it just happened this weekend. We missed a week. We were going to start last week, but you know, life happens. But we're jumping into it now, and but congratulations to Tony Baselli. He gave a great speech. I don't know if you saw it or not. I did not. He, very classy, very you know real, talking about his life. Gave a sh- he straight up said you know Jimmy Smith, Fred Taylor, Tom Coughlin should all be in the Hall of Fame. Called wow. called out the voters right there and said they are as important to this game as he is, and I think that's a big statement. Good for them. I mean, they yeah. called it out. I, I definitely think Freddie T should end up there at one point. No doubt. No question. No doubt. No question. Yeah. I mean, he's like, he's on the top like 20 in rushing yards, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's no doubt. Him. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, hey, I, I think it's cool to go down that the first draft pick ever made by this organization is a Hall of Famer. It's amazing. Like, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool thing. It's we amazing. may not have much to our name, but, but that's a cool thing to have, you know? But speaking of Hall of Fame, I guess we got to talk about the Hall of Fame game because yeah. we were in it. We were because we had the first I, player. I don't ever. know if we'd really call it was in it, but oh, are, we, we participated. We showed up. Yeah, we. Well, we actually didn't even show up, but we participated. I yeah, like that exactly. Participation trophies for everybody. Weather was ugly. Play was ugly by the Jaguars, but you know we got we got a first game under our belt. I mean, that's what's expected, though. I mean, there, I mean, no starter on offense played, and I think probably five starters on defense sat out. Yeah, which still isn't good that some of your starters on defense were playing, and we were getting you know. <laughs> yeah, we, they were driving the ball pretty well without Derek Carr. Way too easy. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, like all their Darren Waller. In Except, fairness, I think Darren Waller did play. Actually. He didn't. In fairness, though, they had Josh Jacobs, their number one running back. He was in. Um, he's coming on contract year, so he wanted to show out in preseason. 
Um, but you know, let's talk. Let's talk about a couple key takeaways from the game that you might have. All right. Um, you know, I'll start with the pretty much the number one thing is this pass rush for the Jacksonville Jaguars looks hopeful this year. Yeah. I think we are gonna have a great pass rush between Josh Allen and obviously the number one pick Trayvon Walker balled out in his first couple drives. Looked great. That bull rush is no joke. That dude is strong. But then Arden Key That's coming out of too, nowhere yeah. just yeah. what was that, a forced fumble? Was it a forced fumble or he just had a big sack? He had two sacks. Yeah, he had two big sacks. I mean if they can keep that up, that that pass rush is gonna be dirty. That that was my first takeaway too. The fact that Trayvon Walker got in the backfield on the very first play, although he had a little you know rough in the passer call. It, yeah, but it's preseason. Get yeah, those get those it, worked out. But I, it was it wasn't even bad. It, I think his arm was just stuck around the neck area. I just why. don't want him to become Dante Fowler. That's all I'm asking. You know, he's in the backfield. He's just continuously getting penalties. Has one pass rush move. Can't do anything else. You know, I, I just well, want I want Trayvon Walker to work on those. Other pass rush moves other than just the power move. You know, I I will say that I, I gave I know we didn't do like draft recap. Um, I was giving Trent Bulky a hard time. I was too because I was thinking, oh man, like we need you got to protect Trevor. That's the first thing you right. know. And you know there were rumors that we were going to take Icky because Doug yeah. Peterson loved Icky. Yep. So, but man, I'm I'm seeing on Twitter, I've seen on TikTok too. I've seen TikTok threads of just Evan Neal getting roasted. Yeah, he's had a couple bad plays in training camp. And same thing with Icky. I heard because Icky went to where the Texans. I think so, Houston. Because he had they had two picks, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's hard to be an offensive lineman, you know, brand new in the NFL. Defensive linemen can kind of hide a little bit easier because they can just have that one good pass rush move they have. But I mean, like O lines out there going against you know these dudes have been in the league for ten years and just know how to. There's tacticians and know how to work against those guys. Yeah, but still the good ones are known. Like Quentin Nelson was picked in that same five six area. Yeah. And he immediately was an all pro guard. Yeah. You know, and even I'm hearing good stuff about this Luke Fortner kid from yeah. Kentucky. Yep. and he was in the third round, I think. You, you know, know they were you know they were watching tape on uh, Trayvon Walker, and they were like, "Who's this kid from Kentucky? Just stopping everything, balling yeah. out." Third round pick out of Kentucky for the Jaguars. And he's going to be the starter day one, most likely. No, 100%. That's, yeah. He's balling out. So, but but that's that was the point I was trying to get to. It's like, I, I, I will admit that I'm seeing things out of Trayvon Walker in one preseason game where he only played, you know, three or four drives that were very impressive to me. And I agree. When I think you put Trayvon Walker on one side, Josh Allen on the other, that's going to be a problem. And then if Arden Key keeps playing the way he does, who's to say when one of them gets tired, that's a no-brainer. You, you know, if he's playing the way he did in that game, you could think, oh, well, you know, it's it's cool that Trayvon's out on third down. Right. You know, he's tired. Right. You know, put Arden Key in there. If he's playing the way he did in that preseason game, that that that's the most important thing in today's NFL is pass rush. 100%. And if you have three solid pass rushers, that's that's a good and problem If they can to get have. Smoot to the back, way, back to the way he played a little bit last year. Smoot was playing well last year. He was, yeah. If they can get a little bit of that mixed in there. Yeah, shout out. Pass rush. Back to Saxonville, baby. Shout out to Smoot TV. Yeah. Yeah. Smoot TV, yes, yeah. sir. Good guy, good guy. So I'm just doing a takeaway for this game. Zamir White looks very good. He does running the ball. He's trying to prove something. Vegas. He is as a late round pick. I was you listening know? to you know the local radio station here in Jacksonville. They talked about that today, and they were saying they were like, "This dude does not prove something." Yeah, and he he was. I mean, it, there's nothing else to say, but he was having grown man runs all night. Long. He was. You know, it's with, a crowded backfield in LA and Vegas too. I mean, you have Josh Jacobs and Amir Abdullah there, God. but. And uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, true, Kenyon Drake as well. But, yeah, Zamir White, he he was running with a purpose. And, you know, he was 
he was good at Georgia, but then he kind of tailed off towards the end, and James yeah, Cook ACLs, started to emerge. I, I think I he had two he had ACL injury. injuries, didn't he? I can't remember. I thought I heard that somewhere. I thought he had two ACLs, and that was kind of why he fell. But I wish the Jags say, would have taken a chance, but I don't know if we really need him. I mean, but we have ETN yeah. from the first round last year. We haven't even got yeah, to see. Right? I'm so excited about um, ETN. I did hear he got popped in practice today. I heard Cisco laid him out. Oh, ETN? Yeah. Oh, Cisco's my... Yeah. Cis- if i got to pick one player on defense besides Trayvon Walker, who I'm most excited to watch, it's Andre Cisco, no doubt. Are we done with your takeaway? I don't want to, I don't want to finish your mm-hmm. takeaway. But Okay, mm-hmm. so my, my really last takeaway I had, the linebacking core on this defense is going to be key. That is going to be make or break for this defense this year, I think. Arden key? <laughs> Good one. Um, I think between Devin Lloyd and – I can't even say the other dude's name. Isn't it like – Chad Muma? No, other the starter we got from Atlanta. Oh, um – can't remember his name off the top of my head. Foyer Lugan. Yeah, that long name from I can't From the Falcons? Say. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, the Raiders were just pounding us over the middle with short passes in that rush game. And I know neither one of those guys played. So I'm, I'm excited to see those guys get – Implemented into this defense and see if we can stop the run and quit and just stop the short passes because that's going to be key. And I as agree. it is in every game because both Aluakon and Devin Lloyd are linebackers that can run sideline to sideline all game long. Right, they they are the definition of speed tackling machines. Correct. So and I mean Aluakon has a has a nose for that football. Mm-hmm. I mean he I think he had he had a crazy amount of interceptions last year I believe for a linebacker. I mean we could we could look it up. I, I mean I'm kind of interested now because. I thought I remember when we, when we signed him that I was very – or no, maybe it wasn't interceptions. He was the tackle leader for the yeah, NFL last year. Yeah, he like right? led the NFL yeah. tackles. Yeah, he did some – He was in one category he was phenomenal last year. Yeah, he only had three picks last year, but he had a combined number of tackles, 192 tackles That's in ridiculous. one season. Yeah. Who, who was number two? Do you, have, do you have that number? 184. So, yeah, almost so, 10 more, yeah. was it? And then after that it goes down to 170. That's crazy. So I mean, we, honestly, we just need somebody who can make a tackle. I mean, true. Yeah. And who, who's the guy from the Jets we signed, too? The defensive tackle? I can't remember his name. It's some long name. It's, it's something similar. Like, you know, that's hard to pronounce. Quidi Pay or something like <laughs> Oh, Foley Fatukasi. It's like the same name. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Foley Fatukasi. And Foyer. I, I don't think he played either. So that's what I mean. These key pieces that we added on defense were yeah. not playing. I, was, I, loved, I loved seeing Tyson Campbell get up and come back and oh, be okay. Too. I that was, was a little scary. Oh, I was scared. Because he really came on towards the end of the season last year. Yeah. And, I mean, when you think about that secondary, you have Shaq Griffin, you have Tyson Campbell, and now you have Darius Williams yeah. from the Rams, yeah. a hometown boy. And he's you a know? thumper. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's solid three right there. You know, that's at least your nickel set, you know. So, and then with the two high safeties, I don't know who's going to play across Cisco. Well, I think Cisco's definitely playing, but I don't know who's playing, what is it, free? Because Cisco's strong safety? Let's just pray it's not Dewey. Oh, I don't know. Even just... though, even though, speaking of Dewey, highest graded PFF defender in the entire game in the Hall of Fame game. Yep. I don't know how many snaps he, he played. Had, he had, had like a pretty decent game. He, I mean, he, he did, was pretty but... noticeable. He had a couple good tackles. He's just so hot and cold. He is. But he's mostly cold. When he's hot, dude, yeah. he's on fire. Yeah. But when he's cold, he is like... He's, he's cold for Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm interested to see who our, our free safety is going to be. I think so. that's going to be your starting safeties, Rayshon Jenkins and Cisco, though. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. You know what I've had heard has been doing really well in camp, though? It's Cam Robinson. He hasn't lost a one-on-one yet. I heard that. He hasn't lost a one-on-one matchup yet. And that was the reason why I had that thought about Trent Baalke. You know, like, you see all these rookie offensive linemen struggling. 
And I saw that tweet too. I think it was Cam Robinson had went against Trayvon Walker, Josh, Josh Allen, Allen, like all of them, Arden Key. Yeah. Like he went all of them, never lost. Mm-mm. So I don't know. I mean, maybe Cam was just a late bloomer. You know, who's going to start at right tackle? Is it uh, going to be Jawan or is it going to no, be No, I think Jawan might be losing that. Yeah? I think, is it Little Walker or Walker Little? Walker Little. Walker Little. Yeah. Like, he always get that mixed up. Little yeah. Walker. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's his nickname, Little Walker. <laughs> you ever seen Ricky? You ever seen Tyler Dagan? He's got two first names. This dude has two last names. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. He's got two first names. Whatever the hell his name is. Let's get him over here. Uh, yeah, but I, I definitely think Walker Little has probably got it. I think Jawan Taylor, because he's got that nagging injury, and he's keeping him out of camp. Calling my shot, I think it's Walker Little. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I mean, Walker Little was a was a top prospect before he went down. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and you know, he had his first year last year. He played decent. You know, he had his upside, his downs. But I mean, with the whole off season, and the thing is, Doug Peterson is an he's. I mean, he was a quarterback, right? Yeah. So he he yeah. loves his offensive line. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm sure that they're getting wonderful TLC on that O line. Oh, I'm you sure. Know? I'm I'm sure Doug Peterson's feeding them ice cream every day. Why don't you treat you guys to some Hagen dazs that I'll meet today after after watching the film? Doug Peterson, the ice cream man. We'll watch this video and then I'll treat you to some ice cream. And I'm excited for Doug Peterson. I think he's going to do good things here in Jacksonville. I hope so. Well, you want to talk about the regular season schedule real quick? Break that down. Don't have to go too in depth. Just quickly win loss, win loss, win loss. We'll chug it. Okay. Chug it along quick. Maybe you keep keep count over there. I'll read the game. You keep count of All right, you know we'll what see. we end up with. So week one. At the Washington Commanders, new team alert, Washington Commanders, no longer mm-hmm. Redskins, no longer football or team. football team. It's Washington Commanders. True. What do you think, win or loss? I'm actually going to I'm gonna mark it up as a W. I think this is going to be a, a step up for Trevor. And we've had a good history against Carson Wentz defensively, um, with now Carson Wentz back at the helm for the, for the Commanders. So I, I don't I, – I just – Talent-wise, Washington is one of the few teams I think we actually have more talent on our roster. You know? I mean, it's close. Don't get me wrong. But if there's going to be a game to win opening day, it's going to be this one. So I'm, I'm going to mark it as a dub. I'm taking the L. Okay. I think Washington's defense is going to be sneaky good this year. Um, I know Chase Young might be out mm-hmm. for the, a little bit for the season, but I think the rest of that defense is still kind of sneaky good. And Carson Wentz just always finds a way to just somehow – Suck, but not suck enough to lose. <laughs> um, Fair enough. I think they have enough speed on the defense. We're going to find out a lot about Jacksonville's defense. Week, week one. one, yes. Week one, we're going to find out a lot. But I got them taking the L. Week two, Indianapolis Colts come to Jacksonville. The Colts haven't won in Jacksonville in a century, it feels like. Um, I, I've got the Jags taking the W there. I think Matt Ryan, I think they're going to shut down Matt Ryan that day. Which isn't saying much anymore, but... As my man Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. Uh, I, I think this is going to be the time the the streak ends. I hate to say it, but Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. I think Michael Pittman's a great receiver. Jonathan Taylor is playing the greatest football, you know, of his career, a young career, but still. Not been playing a year, but no, number one fantasy running back last year. Let's just put it that way. So Derek, it was because Derek Henry went down, but you know. Needless to say, anyway, great running back. I think the Colts defense has been improved the past couple of years. And I, I just think with Matt Ryan at the helm, he's more of a veteran who'll get the ball where it needs to go. Matt Ryan's issue in Atlanta was he didn't have anybody to throw the ball to. With Calvin Ridley out. True. That's a, a, We're not going to get into that yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Julio Jones gone. 
and the only person he could throw it to is Kyle Pitts, and Kyle Pitts would throw would catch anything his way. Yeah, you know, but without him, he had no help. So I think I think Matt Ryan's gonna fit in well with the Indianapolis offense, especially because he has somebody like Jonathan Taylor to take the pressure off him. And I'm I'm gonna chalk up an L. We I think we own the Steelers more than we own the Colts. So. Oh man, we own the Steelers. The Jack the Jacksonville Steelers. The yeah. Jacksonville we own Steelers. Them. We own them. Talk about London being our second home. I think Pittsburgh our second <laughs> home. All right, so I think we can agree week three is a loss. Yeah. No. At Los Angeles Chargers. Justin Herbert's gonna throw for like four fifty. We're gonna get killed, yeah. especially having to travel to the West Coast. That's an L. Um, week four, Philly, at Philly. I, I, Doug Peterson, homecoming. I want to be optimistic, but we have had such a problem with mobile quarterbacks. The fact that we lost to Zach Wilson last year, you know, I I, I can't go against Jalen Hurts' mobility, especially with Devontae Smith, you know, and A.J. Brown now. A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown's our number one. Yeah. So I, I like the Eagles in this game. I don't think we'll be able to pull that one out. I think it's the Eagles just because it's an away game. Um, that too. It's going to depend on which Jalen Hurts shows up. Is it the one who just miraculously wins games, or is it the one that just folds and throws picks? Um, We'll see. I think think they catch the L there, though. Um, Week 5, Houston coming to Jacksonville. Wow, week 6, we have the Colts again. Yeah. For the Colts twice fairly quickly before week 6. This is at Indianapolis, though. I'm still taking an L. I'm taking an L here. I think the Colts beat us both times. I think this is where Jonathan Taylor goes off on us. If he stays healthy, he's going to run us over this game. Uh, Week 7, New York. Football Giants. I think we get, that's got to be a dub. After these videos I've been seeing from their camp, it's Man, been Man, it's been bad. It's, you hear what I, happened today? No. So apparently I heard that Saquon dropped his shoulder on a safety or something. Safety didn't like it and shoved him. The offensive lineman came in and like started like pushing around the safety. D-line jumped in. And a coach jumped in. And then an offensive line or like offensive lineman pushed or punched a uh, coach or something like that. It's been crazy. I heard some crazy stories today. I'm with you, though. I think the Jaguars get the W. And... The Meadowlands. Yeah, I saw a clip of their scrimmage game in the oh, stadium, and horrible. it was Danny Dimes is more like Danny Pennies. He <laughs> is not looking good. Uh, all right, so Jack Jacksonville travels to London week eight against the Denver Broncos. I think I think Denver's going to be a rare, a very good team this year in the AFC, and you know I honestly we're not going to win a game when we play any team. And what is that? The AFC West. I don't think we win a game against that division. No doubt. I agree. I don't think we do. Um, I think Russ is going to cook on us. Denver definitely takes that one. So, honestly, for me, the, these next three weeks after Denver, L's. All right, no doubt. so we've got – so week eight's Denver, we just said. Week nine, we play the Raiders again, but actually for real this time. Then we got Kansas City week 10. We have our bye, and then we have Baltimore. We can just go ahead and chalk those all three as, as losses. Correct. Right? There's just no way possible we're, we're going to beat any of these teams. I mean, if you had to pick one, who would it be that we beat? If I had to pick one between Kansas City, Las Vegas, and Baltimore, that's a hard one because definitely not Kansas City. No. Definitely not. I want to say Vegas, but I don't. I think it's Baltimore. I, I just I can't see us containing Lamar Jackson. I agree, but I think it could be Baltimore. Out of out of those three, I think it's going to be them. I think Vegas is going to be so good this year. Yeah, I think they have a good defense, too. Yeah, I agree. All right, so moving on to week 13 against Detroit, the game everybody's been waiting to see. Detroit Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars in Detroit the day before my birthday. I'm taking the L. I'm going to take the W. I'm taking the L. I think this is the year Detroit turns it around, and they get close to a winning season. I'm going to say they get to the winning season by luck. Wow. Beat the Packers one time this year. 
to me, I, I love the matchups between number one and number two overall picks. I love it. Love it. It's a blast. Yeah. So, and we did not win our matchup last year against no. the Jets. So, I'm I'm am gonna say we get the dub against Detroit. I I, I don't trust Jared Goff as a quarterback. Um, took him to the Super Bowl. Blake Bortles took us to the AFC Championship though. So I guess that kind of. Hey, don't talk about the boat like that. <laughs> the boat. Don't talk about the boat like that. Best no. of all time, boys. But the thing is, Jared Goff did not. No, Jared Goff did not take the Rams to the Super Bowl. The Rams took Jared Goff to the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's different. And Jared Goff, Jared Goff will never take the Detroit Lions to a Super Bowl. I think that was the worst Super Bowl I've ever seen. Uh, correct. God, that yes. was a horrible game. But no, I don't trust Jared Goff. I, even though I love Amon Ross St. Brown and Jason, Jameson Williams as, as young receivers to throw the ball to, I still don't trust their defense. Week 14 at Tennessee, taking the L. Derrick Henry runs I'm, all over us, I'm gets gonna, stronger in, as the year goes on. I'm going to take the L, too. I don't think it's a question. Yeah. All right. Big day right here, December 18th. Yeah. Baby boy Jared Thrower is getting married this day. Yep. Getting married on a football day. And the Dallas Cowboys are coming to town. Yeah, I mean, I, I picked that day specifically because I don't think it's going to be a game very long. Jaguars going to blow them out that much? Yeah, okay, yeah. Now that way we can still fit the ceremony in at four. No, I'm yeah, sorry. right, game will be over by halftime. No, the most important thing about that day is getting married to my lovely fiance Emily. That's what's the most important. Okay, so now that the scripted part's over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyway, I, I, I really don't see how we're going to win this game. You know, barring Dak Prescott or CeeDee Lamb gets injured for the year, there, there's no way. So I'm, that, that's an easy L for me. Real question is, does Trayvon Diggs get a pick six that game? No, because he's garbage. Other than leading the NFL in pick sixes last year. Have you seen his video from training game? Hey, you know what? He got burned by an Listen, undrafted receivers, free agent. Receivers are supposed to win the matchups in training camp, okay? Okay. Let's right. move on. I, but no, no question. Cowboys come away with a win. Thursday night game, three days before Christmas. Look at this. New York on, Jets. On, on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, you know who's going to be calling that game? Oh, isn't it? Kirk um, Street and Al Michaels. Wow. Man, yeah. talk about college football nostalgia. Right? Man. Yeah, I am. Um, well, not for Al Michaels, but for Kirk Street, right? But I, I'm i going to say we come out with a win this time. At the Jets, December I, 22nd? I think, it's a, I think it's a Christmas miracle. Have you seen the reports out of camp that Joe Flacco was, yeah. was outperforming? Zach yeah. Wilson? Yeah. Did you hear Zach Wilson's response? No. He said, and I quote, pretty bold of him to try and take my job when his wife is a crisp 37-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I just saw that meme on today. I thought it was hilarious. That's great. Yeah. I think we can get the W here, too. I'm with you. I think uh, New York's just a crapshoot. Yeah. You never know what they're going to be. All right, so we both agree. Week 17 at Houston, we're going to split the season, so we're going to lose this game. Yeah. All right, and then last game of the year, Tennessee Titans coming to Jacksonville. I'm, I'm actually going to mark this up as a dub. I am too. Because one scenario, the Titans do not play their starters because they've already won the division. They're already like the number one or two seed. Correct. So I'm actually going to mark this one as a, as a dub. And honestly, I mean, that's not bad. I got six wins. You got five. I mean, that's that's an improvement from... That's about what Vegas is calling for. From only winning one game last year. And we'll take it. RIP to the Dolphins. Still trash. Always will be trash. But... And the Bills. Don't forget the Bills. Oh, that's right. We won two games killed, last year. Killed the Bills last yeah, year. Yeah, killed. Yeah, by one point. Hey, you know what? Our defense... Josh no, Allen. Not, what was it? Nine to six? Hey, the jo- Josh Allen showed up that day. The good Josh Allen. Yeah, the, the good Josh Allen. Yeah. That's right. 
But yeah, six wins for me, five wins for you, and that's I'm cool with that. Pretty close. It'd be a great year for the Jacksonville Honestly, Jaguars. Honestly, I hope it's wrong though. I hope we win more. I hope we're the turnaround team that people think we could be. I've heard a lot but of people saying they think we're gonna be. I but agree. But honestly, just, as a Jaguars fan, you got to learn to be a pessimist. You uh, know, right? You, you got at this point because we were pessimists in 2017, and look what happened. Yeah. AFC. I just I think all I care about is that Trevor makes huge strides this year, mm-hmm. and we can see he can be that guy. That yeah, he is. I agree. Uh, I think with more weapons around him, very excited for Christian Kirk. Very excited to have a deep threat in Jacksonville. Got hurt practice today. Yeah. I know, but it wasn't bad. Was it? I think he just rolled his ankle. They said he got up and, and he said he'd be fine. Bubble wrap. Wrap him up. Yeah. But in ETN, too, got to have a shifty running back. I'm excited about that. So, all right. Well. So, you want to move on to fantasy or you want to rock out some college? Dude, I love some fantasy football. I can't pass up on fantasy football. Let's do it. I've got to be in at least like five leagues every year. To get my fantasy football fix, you know, so um, you got you got this man as a sleeper, not a sleeper. That's what it says. No, fantasy well, football I, sleepers. This, this is what I had. This is what I had last time. Okay, it's just must have players. Okay, well I'm talking sleepers. Okay, well you I'm, can talk sleepers. I'm just thinking must right. have players. That's fine. That's fine. I got four sleepers in mind. So. Who do you want first? I got two running backs. I got two receivers. Who do you want first? Well, we all know you're the last one you're going to say. Honestly, I'm really thinking about changing him because of how utterly horrible Danny Dimes looked the other day. Yeah. I well, really, go ahead and say it okay, for, the, so for, I, for the podcast. Yeah. For, for a sleeper, Kadarius Tony is poised to, to be the receiver in New York. Um, great game against Dallas, against your, you know, God sent Mr. Diggs from Alabama. Had like 189 yards receiving. And the thing is, Sterling Shepard's out until at least mid to late season. So that means Kadarius Tony's number one. And Kadarius Tony, the human joystick, not being not being a homer or anything, but, you know, he's, he's a very good wideout. He's very shifty. He can make plays. I agree. So, I mean, and for fantasy, that's very relevant. You know, whether you're in a PPR league or you're just in a, a standard league, being shifty yards will always count in every kind of league. So... Uh, Kadarius Tony's poised, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I can trust Danny Dimes. My other receiver, former Jaguar, Alan Lazard from Green Bay. Now the number one receiver in Green Bay, now that Devontae Adams is gone. But I think Alan Lazard, he's got Aaron Rodgers' trust. He's been there for a couple years. You know, they've got their timing down. Um, I, I think Alan Lazard is poised to have a good season in Green Bay. And all of these players, mind you, when I do the sleepers, I do anybody ranked 100 or or more. I base this off of average draft position or player rankings. And these players have to be at least ranked over 100. So they got to be taken, you know, in a 10-team league past round 10. So these are people you can scoop up late in your draft that may be season savers or season winners, you know. Those are the big things is who's going to be that person later on in the draft that's going to win you, win you the league. So, and there's another wide receiver I want to I wanna talk about from the Green Bay Packers. Same team. By the name of Romeo Dubs. You ever heard of that name? No. Nope. Never heard Never it heard until a couple minutes ago when I was, you know, listening up on my podcast. This kid out of Nevada has had all of the hype coming out of training camp. Aaron Rodgers himself has said, this kid is legit. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is usually... Not the guy who gets every first-round wide receiver pick, you know? He's used to playing with guys that have been drafted in the third, fourth round. So that's – I'm not saying he's going to be a, a sleeper and pick him up. I'm just saying that's a name to look out for this season. So, um, all right, we'll let you do two of yours and then we'll 
All right, so I don't have any receivers. Okay. Running backs. I have one. I have one quarterback and three running backs. Which one do you want? You want me to go ahead and hit the quarterback? Yeah, get the quarterback. I don't know if it's really a sleeper, but I think big year this year, Derek Carr. With the weapons that he has around him, and Josh Jacobs is a receiving back too, for the most part, I think he's going to have a great year. I would either take him or Russ, one of the two. At Those are the point, two that I'm looking for. At this point, I would take Derek. I agree. I think Derek, the, the chemistry he has with Devontae from Fresno yes. State is going to play a huge yes. role. And to me, that is so important. To have chemistry with those previous wide receivers. But, like I said, I mean, if, if you can't get Derek Carr and you can fall to Russ, I'd be cool with that, too, because I think Denver's going to be building around Russ. You know, it's going to be let Russ do what he wants. Um, the second one, eat Travis Etienne. I mean, James Robinson's still kind of coming off the injury a little bit. I think Etienne's going to be the feature back to start. And Trevor Lawrence, just like Derek Carr with Devontae Adams, has that chemistry with Travis Etienne. Coming out of Clemson. ETN all-time rusher in ACC history, right? I just I just think, you know, he, he can run, he can catch. ETN, that's that's my next pick. So mine, I got two running backs. So two rookie running backs at that, who I believe are going to be the starter by the end of the season. I don't want to call week one. I think one of them is going to start week one. Um, I think both of them are going to start by the end of the year. I feel like it's a little too ambitious to say they're going to They'll both start by week one. I think one of them will, but... Both coming from rival schools. Correct. So... World, world largest cocktail party. Correct. So that's how you know it's not me being a homer. I'm picking the rival teams running back to. Let's hear it. So first off, I'll go with the rival, James Cook out of Georgia with the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills offense is a very friendly offense, especially with Josh Allen at the helm. It's kind of like the Raiders set up. You got Stephon Diggs. You got people recruiting OBJ to come over there. No joke. You got a receiver in Gabriel Davis, who I think is going to have a big year. Dawson Knox, who was a touchdown machine last year. But they've always missed a running back. They've never had that bell cow running back. Last one was Shady, right? McCoy? Yeah. Yeah. So besides him, I mean, you've got like Devin Singletary, who's okay. You know, he's not horrible. But now that James Cook is here, and James Cook is dual threat, no doubt. If he's anything like his brother... Mm-hmm. Who plays in Minnesota? Yeah, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a handful for years to come. So I think with the ability that that he has receiving, I think he's gonna be uh, he's the one that I'm worried about being a day one starter. I think he's gonna earn it because once they he gets those third down you know catches and they see how they can really utilize him in that offense, I think he's gonna be a starter no doubt. But the person who I think is gonna start day one is the man who should have had more carries in the orange and blue. Damian Pierce, when you watch tape from him at Florida, anytime he touched that ball, it was he was a tackle-breaking machine. So, like I said, we didn't feed him enough. Whatever. You know, can't cry about spilled milk. You know, it's cool. It's done now. I'm still a little salty, if you can't tell, but whatever. So, Houston Texans grabbed him late round. I think he was probably third or fourth round. Like, a, definitely a day two selection. Or day three, even. Um... But I've seen all the reports coming out of Texans training camp that he, every day, this is, and I quote, every day that Damian Pierce is on the field, he further separates himself from any other running back on that roster. And honestly, that's the reason why I think they're going to win one of those games is if Davis Mills has a running back, you know, last year it was just Davis Mills against every, any, against nobody else. I mean, he it was a one-man show. And needless to say, I mean, he won a, game, a couple games. Yeah, you know, it, was, it, it wasn't well. horrible. Did very well. He was good. Yeah, he was good. So, 
I think with Damian Pierce being starting running back day one, anytime you can get a starting running back in the tenth round is a great value. Well, you could even put him in as your flex, you know. So, needless to say, I I think value wise, that's where he comes in. Um, I really like the Damian Pierce pick. I think he's gonna do very well. And James Cook's anything. If he's even half of what his brother's done, it's a good career in the NFL. Um, I also have two running backs. Um, I have a rookie and you know a veteran. Um, I will go with the veteran first. AJ Dillon in Green Bay. Green Bay lost Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. I think they're really gonna have to lean on. Aaron Jones. Okay. And I think A.J. Dillon's going to be a good spell. Just everyone. He's, he's a great receiving back, too. Um, I think he's going to be there for um, Aaron Rodgers. There's some, there's some comfort level there. I think he's going to be a good check down for Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers, he does like to throw the ball deep, but he does like those short little check down routes, too. Unless his, his guys just make plays. Um, and quickly, my last guy coming out of Texas A&M, Isaiah Spiller. Talk about a dual threat. After what he did to Alabama last year. And going to the Chargers, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, but just, just the amount of talent there, Austin Eckler, I just I just think he's going to fit in because he's going to be a nice little special. He's going to be like ETN, a little special piece they can throw. You know, I think Spiller's going to be more like the grounded pound. I like, agree. He's going to get the more, more so carries. than ETN. Yeah. yeah, but I still think he's a good little out of the backfield. You know, toss it out to him, let him make a play. Yeah. So. You know, fantasy football, man. I'm excited. Oh, it's going to be a blast. I have not had my first draft yet. I know. I'm just, I'm waiting for it. I'm, I'm so, so ready. ready. So, wow. look at that. Pumped. Um, I'm going to beat you this year. It's going to happen. Yeah, right. Beat you last year, so. Did you? Yeah. But did you win the league? No. That's what matters. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Once you have a trophy next to your name, come talk to me. Yeah. True. All right. Well, I guess that's. Let's just start like our low key fantasy. Since, yeah. I mean, the season doesn't even start, but so I mean, you yeah, guys one maybe, of these guys could tear an ACL. The other one could. Well, the other thing is some people may be drafting right now. You know, true. So we got to get some content out there for the true. people that draft a little early. Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you're just risking people getting yeah. injured, like you said. But yeah, yeah. got to throw some fantasy content yeah. out there. Let's flip this thing. Yeah. Let's flip it to the it's time. College football. Man, I am more excited for college football this year than I am NFL. Well, last year last year I was a little more excited for the NFL because Trevor Lawrence was coming in Jacksonville. You know, I was interested to see what they do with Urban. Ended up being a you know what? Garbage can fire. Yeah, garbage no, just dumpster tr- fire. Dumpster Sorry. fire. Yeah. Garbage can was on fire. Not big enough. Dumpster was on fire. Yeah. Everything. Recycling bin. Um I just gotta say it. I'm so pumped for Alabama this year. More so than last year. I think this team is going to be so elite. That defense is going to be fire this year. And you you saw what Nick Saban said. Last year was a rebuilding year, and they made it a championship. So, did you see he said that? No, I thought he said <coughs> something like he, he eats two oatmeal cream pies every morning. And, hey. And if he doesn't, he gets cranky. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. I don't no, know what, what to tell you. What does he call his wife? Miss Terry? Miss Terry. Terry. He's not the only one who calls her that. Everyone calls her that. No, well, I know that, but yeah. I just I just think it's funny how he's yeah. like, oh, Miss Terry, Terry even notices you know, when I don't have my oatmeal cream you know, pies. Hey, the man can pledge a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want to do off-season news? You want to do – where do you want to go with this thing? God, we haven't really talked about anything offseason. No. So we all know the the bad team won the championship. Yeah, Let's we don't we don't we don't talk about yeah. shout out to Swag Dad. Yeah, shout, shout out to Swag Dad. Shout out to Swag Dad. Congratulations on yeah. getting that championship after what, forty years? T- took you long enough. Yeah. Um you know. Even a blind squirrel finds a net every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, call me when you have two. That's cool. Call me when you have seventeen. It's cool. I meant like two within, you know. 
couple years of each know, other. That's six, all. six within yeah. eight years. You know, it's yeah. cool. Anyways, all right. Well, <laughs> off season news. At least, I mean, Florida's had a very eventful off season. I mean, I know you guys usually don't because speaking of a blind squirrel falling a nut. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, Gators had a very eventful offseason, signed Billy Napier. Scared money don't make money, you know? I mean, that that's the motto in Gainesville right now, scared, scared money don't make money. And Billy Napier came in, his initial press conference, he said, we are going to build an army, an army of well-trained and reputable staff and personnel to run this program. And he has done nothing but that. I think he is, like, one of the, the highest amount of staff members in the entire country. And, um... And he's been grabbing people from highly, highly reputable programs. I mean, he grabbed the athletic, you know, recruiting director from Georgia, who everybody loves, Katie Turner. Shout out to Katie. We all love Katie. But uh, he really did build an army. He's grabbing NFL coaches to come be an offensive line coach. He's grabbing, you know, um, like I said, other college coaches to come in and be coordinators. So, um, and honestly, the recruiting starting to show. It went a little like it, it started off well. National Signing Day kind of cooled off a little bit, and everybody's getting this oh Miami Heat, Miami Heat, and then all of a sudden, right before that that Friday Night Lights camp that that Florida hosted, I think we had four four star recruits, you know, commit in less than twenty four hours, and immediately just boom up the charts. Where I think we were thirty second in a recruiting class for twenty twenty three. Now all of a sudden we're twelve. So I mean, if that's just the start of it, I'm very excited for what Billy has to bring. I know you, you kind of feel that way every time. I mean, I know you don't know about it, but, like, anytime you get a new head coach, you get excited. Yeah. But I understand. After seeing the hire and what he's done so far, I have a good feeling. So yeah. I hope that feeling's right. I hope it's not like the damn Mullen feeling some people had, but, you know. And to be honest, you know, and this isn't me being, you know, I'm an Alabama fan. I haven't had a new coach in 10 years, whatever, plus years. I really don't know what it feels like to be in that situation in college. And, I, you know, I know at the NFL level, you know, it – Every freaking year with the Jaguars, it feels like that. College level, I don't follow recruiting. I really don't because I just – I don't really care from the sense of I trust Nick Saban. Um, I am interested to see what happens when he leaves. I, I, I wonder if I'm going to be back kind of the way you are, the excitement of, oh, we got a new coach. I want to follow every single thing he's doing, every recruit. I just yeah. don't pay attention to I it. I mean, he makes it fun, though. I mean, and the funny thing is anytime Billy tweets – the emoji of the the smiley face with the sunglasses on that means somebody committed. So like everybody will see the tweet cool. and they'll be like, "Who is it?" That's you know? fun. So I mean, he makes it interesting. Yeah, I mean, but and you're going to school there right now, so I understand. Yeah, he literally just rebuilt a program on a, a much smaller scale compared to Florida. You know, a high caliber SEC was what's supposed to be football team. But I'm hoping that he's going to be able to do that. But um, I'm very excited for Week One, Utah. Prime time, make a game in the swamp. In the swamp, night game. Hot, I'm going muggy. We're all gonna be sweating. These dudes oh from Utah coming out there from Mormon country gonna be dying of heat stroke in the middle of the field. And I am so ready to watch Anthony Richardson finally, finally. Watch the, watch the. I want that in there. That's emphasis. Finally, be the starting quarterback of the Florida Gators. I'm very excited to watch what he's going to do in this offense because Billy Napier, like I said, quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator, he's a quarterback. He's a quarterback mind. He's an offensive. He's going to call the plays for us. So I'm very excited to see what he's going to do in this offense. The big question mark for Florida, I think, is going to be our defense. Um, mm. I think our running back room is pretty good. I think we're pretty stacked. I think the, the area we could improve on is, is our wideout room, but we got a transfer from Arizona State, Ricky Purcell, who I think is going to be good. He's a good come-in start for a day one player. 
Um, question mark's going to be the defense. So we're going to have to see. I mean, same thing as every team, but you're going to learn a lot in that first game. Yeah. Because Utah's a good football team. I mean, they beat Ohio State in the Rose Bowl last year. They're, I've been seeing in these like um, prediction AP poll rankings that they're going to be like number seven. Yeah, they're going to be. And Florida's not gonna even going to be, be ranked. They're going to be up there. If so, Florida gets that win, that puts them on a map week one. I mean, that game week two is going to be the harder one, I think, against Kentucky. No. I think Kentucky. Not harder than Utah. I mean, it's going to be but a Not harder, game. but I just mean in the okay. sense of like a bigger game, I think, for Florida needs to win. I mean, if you lose, if you lose the week, if you lose the Utah game. It's out of conference. It is what it is. Yeah. One, it's out of conference, but two, is like they're number 17 in the country. Everyone kind of expected it. That Kentucky win last year was huge for Kentucky's program. And if they can get y'all again, it's game on. Yeah. That's going to be a heck of a Kentucky's going to be a good team this year, too. I want to I want to talk about this Alabama team for a minute. Okay. I do think this Bama defense is going to be better than Georgia's last year. It's mm. a big statement, I know. Yeah, I don't. I know that's a huge statement. I could catch some flack from it from you, from you know people that we know. I just think mm. this defense is going to be really good, Mm-mm-mm. and they are hungry. Did you just say that? I did. Dude, okay, so I was I watching I was watching a replay of Florida-Georgia last year. Because if most of you notice, Florida was very much in that game until two minutes before the before time. But anyway, besides that point, um, man, that, that you know how they always do like the, oh, here's the starting lineup sponsored by Chick-fil-A. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So Georgia's defense lineup came up. You knew every single person by name because – Nine out of eleven of them, I believe, were drafted, and I think like six of them were drafted in the first round. To say that that defense is going to be better, I said, I it. find that very hard. I to said believe. it. I think they're going to be all around a better defense. You know, between Will Anderson, Jordan Battle, Malachi Moore, Eli Ricks coming over from LSU, I just think the defensive backs themselves are going to be talented. And then you bring that pass rush. The only question mark I don't really know much about is our linebacking. That could be make or break. So we'll see. I, I, I just I really do think that Alabama defense is going to be balling this year. I think the biggest question mark overall for that team is, besides kicking like it is every year, <laughs> that still hurts to say, um, the receiving core. A bunch of young guys that haven't really played. You know, we had Brooks who had that big touchdown against Auburn last year to tie the game. Other than that, none of those guys have really played that much. You know, we lost all of them to the NFL finally. So we'll see. Uh, we got the kid from um, Georgia Tech coming over, running back. He was like leader of all-purpose yards in the uh, NCAA last year, mm. Jameer Gibbs. So Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young is still there, and I'd love to see him repeat. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Yeah. But I think he's going to have a good year, and I just I just hope we beat A&M. That's all I care about. That's the only game I really hope they win. Did they play Georgia in the regular season? No. Or was that? We played Vandy this year. Oh, God. That's our, that's our out-of-conference game. God Tennessee. bless. We get Vandy week three. Well, you heard Vandy's coach at the SEC. Yeah, the, just yeah, media day. Straight up threw it on the table. He was like, Vanderbilt is going to be one of the greatest football programs that they're going to win. The, we're going to win the SEC. We're going to be a great football school. And hey, you know like, what? After Nick Saban retires, y'all do whatever you want. I mean, I would love for somebody to hand me a million dollars for no reason, but that's about the same chance as Vandy winning the SEC. I may not have the Vandy Dude, GPA, I'll, but. I'll it, say we could beat any team in the country. I don't care. <laughs> I'll come out and I would have came out if they paid me that I would have came out and said we beat Alabama by sixty this year, just to get paid. <laughs> you say Nick who? Nick who? <laughs> oh, you mean Bear Bryant? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I I just I'm so excited for college, man. I'm so pumped. It's gonna be such a fun year. Hey, I mean, you talk about a schedule. Bama has a weird schedule this year. We play Texas week two. 
At, in Austin. Yeah, that is weird. At, at noon. Is that the first time y'all played them recently? Since the national championship. Yeah, well, Since you we know what that means. Spanked them. When you schedule out-of-conference games like that, usually the suckier team has to travel first. I oh, hate to tell yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. Utah's coming to Florida first. Yeah, but we, we scheduled Texas a few years ago. I'm pretty sure Notre Dame's going to so. come to the Swamp in the next couple of years. Getting pretty close to wrapping up here. I have this you know game of the year thing written down. You know, you want to pick one or two that you're excited for, and I'll pick one or two I'm excited for. Is it just off this list that you made? You can you pick wanna... any any game you want. These are just ones that I saw. <sighs> I mean, I can start. Um, the one I said, Alabama A&M. I think that's going to be a great game. I'm excited. Payback coming, hopefully. Hopefully, largely, A&M gets beat. But I'd love for it to be a really good game. Weekend of my wedding, so really <laughs> going to need a uh, Nick Saban if you're listening. <laughs> no, you're not, but. Gonna need a uh, gonna need a W that weekend. Um, and the other one I had was the oh FSU and LSU to start the season. Well, it's actually technically not FSU's first game of the season because they play some really small school I've never heard of in who week zero. Who they'll probably lose to? No, there's no way they lose that game. I mean, they lost to Jacksonville State. Yeah, this is not Jacksonville State. This is uh, I can't even tell you the name of the school. It's something weird. But I'm excited for that game because I think that's either either LSU is going to step up and come back to the way they were under Brian Kelly, or FSU is finally going to put it together. And I think this is I think this is a big game for both programs. You know, it's it's a new start for LSU. If they don't beat FSU, people are going, okay, can Brian Kelly really do this thing outside of South Bend? And then if FSU can't, you know, beat a team that's you know, pretty pretty high ranked up there is a sense of program. Um, Mike Norvell is going to have the Wolves at his door, ready for him to be gone. I'm trying. To, I I really don't think FSU really has a chance that game. If I'm being honest, I really don't. We'll see. I mean, it's in New Orleans too, which is kind of LSU home game. And I think Brian Kelly's a much a much higher caliber coach than. Oh, I agree. Than what's what's Mike Norvell? Mike Norvell, yeah. You don't act like you didn't know his name. <laughs> Kirby Smart's going, who's, who's Florida's quarter? Is it Coach? Billy Napier? Oh, eh. who's that dude? They coached together in Alabama. But no, that'd be like him questioning Georgia Tech. But, I mean, every honestly, everybody would question who Georgia Tech's had coached. I couldn't even tell you. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I just, I, I don't see the, the talent. Whoopsies. I, I don't see the talent on Florida State's roster. I don't. I've heard good things about Jordan Travis. Coming out of that camp over there. I've heard he's really stepped up as a quarterback. Well, I mean, I would hope so after three years of doing nothing. But anyway, I just... LSU is just a much higher tiered program than FSU, in my opinion. I mean, and Brian Kelly coming in with... I mean, honestly, Brian Kelly has done a very good job recruiting so far at LSU. I'm actually very surprised with the amount of recruits that have gone to LSU or committed to LSU. Because... That end of Ed Orgeron stints was a that was a bad situation. It was bad. So I mean, the fact that he's turned it around that quick, I mean, not to say turn around on the field, but I'm saying, you know, I, I'm very surprised that that the amount of recruits and the caliber of recruits that are committing there did when they did. Um, like I was very surprised when Harold Perkins committed there, five star linebacker on from this recruiting season from 2022 class 2022. But I mean, I, I just. The what it's going to come down to in that game is talent, and 
Not only that they're playing in Death Valley, that does matter a lot. They're not playing in Death Valley, they're playing in New Orleans. The Superdome. Oh, they're playing in the Superdome. Yeah, they're playing in New Orleans, not Baton Rouge. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's not a home game for... I mean, it's half, basically a home game. It's like 20 minutes down the road. No, it's a like a home game for LSU. Um, I got a question for you. Okay. When you think... Who's a higher caliber program overall football history? FSU or LSU? Take your homer homerness away from it, being a Gator fan. So honestly, and this this is just my age. This is my age because I was born in '99. You know, yeah. like FSU was very good in the early '90s, mid '90s. Like they were very good, but LSU has been better recently since then. I mean, they've had multiple national championships, and that's what I see. That's what I remember. You know, yeah. you hear all the stories about how. How FSU was such a great team, and I think it was the early '90s when they won like back to back, all the way to like, the '90s. Yeah, so I mean, prestige-wise, I'm sure that they're going to be very close. But what I'm talking about is like within the past ten years, you know, I think LSU has been a much better program in the past ten years than FSU has. They've been a better run program. Um, yeah, and I mean, in, in the coaching, I mean, coaching. The the difference is LSU's coaching is going up. Yes. I mean, the step from Ed Orgeron to Brian Kelly is a step up. Well, FSU hurt themselves when they hired Willie Taggart, that huge contract. Well, I think they That went, was the dumbest thing they could do. They went up from Willie Taggart. But, I mean, there's not really... There's not many coaches that, that would go below Willie Taggart. I was say, you honest. can't really go much farther down. But, honestly, Mike Norvell has not been anything that he has been advertised to be. You know, but, I mean, you got to give him a couple years. Yeah. I get it. Like, I think he's been there, what, three years now? Two or three? This is his third year. This so, is, yeah, this is his third year, I think. I just I don't see the turnaround ability in him. I don't think he's going to be able to get over the hump. I think they're going to need a new head coach. I see him as a bridge coach, and I would agree. I don't think they're terrible from Willie Taggart to they're still not good, but you know at least building a program a little bit at FSU, whether it's good or bad, he's still bringing you know a sense of there's a program there, and it's not all just like the wild west of college football. And I think they're gonna. The problem is, they get rid of him. I don't know where they go, because who wants to go to FSU? They can't afford anybody, so they might be stuck with Norvell for a little bit. If even if he doesn't do what he needs to do, I just think from a prestige circumstance, FSU is definitely higher than LSU. Which, like you said, these last ten years, you know, LSU might have at least tied it with FSU. I think I'd put them on the same level almost. I think Bobby Bowden just. Yeah, bumps them up that yeah. much. Yeah. So and like give respect where respect is due. Yeah. Like I, I'm not dissing FSU like for the entire you know their entire existence of being a program. I'm just saying from my knowledge, from me watching football in the last ten years. Yeah, they had that great year with Jameis Winston where I, they went undefeated. Like that was a great year. They had a couple good years there. But I mean LSU has had I think what three national championships. Saban, Les Miles, and. I think on. Les had two, right? Did Les win? No, Les only won one, I thought. Because Alabama beat them in the national championship. They had it with Saban in like 05, Les Miles in like 08 or 07. But that's what I mean. It was recent, like as me being born, I think they've had yeah. like three. Yeah. But I mean, but from, again with the you know Bobby Bowden thing, I just want to make this point. I do think he's the second greatest coach, college football coach of all time. Behind Nick Saban. I do think that. And that's a big thing because, you know, Bear Bryant is pretty damn good. But 
I, I do think Bobby Bowden deserves that respect. I think he is the second greatest college football coach of all time. Just think the man deserves respect, so I just want to throw that out there. And honestly, I wish I would have been, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I caught him, I caught him at the work. tail end of his career. You know, it's really when I started watching, but I just, I still, knowing what I know, the dude, he, I mean, his teams, any, they'd play anywhere, anytime. They had no fear. And you don't see that from a lot of programs nowadays. Like, the Ohio State's the world, they don't really do that, you know, anywhere, anytime. Even Alabama, you know, they don't do that either, but they play neutral field more, more often than not. But FSU in the 90s really had that saying of, we will play you anywhere, anytime, any day. You let us know, we'll come in there and beat you. Yeah. So honestly, two games I see on here that are interesting. I don't want to say game of the year. I mean, honestly, okay. So if Florida can pull off Utah, that would be a game of the year for for Gator fans. That'd be no a game doubt. of the year, college football. Like I, I think, but that's what I mean is I. And right now, with not seeing anything proven on the field, to me, that's a that's a game of the year candidate, no doubt. Yeah, Florida wins that so, game. It's automatically yeah. game of the year. So I I think that's going to be one. Um, I don't want to be a homer and, and say both Florida, but I mean this this Florida Georgia has got to be, no. like like Florida Georgia no because of tailgate going to the football game everything to me yeah. that, that's that's number one game of the year every year no if ands or buts no. it's not the greatest game of the year yes. every year yes no it it's the greatest party of the year it's not the greatest game of the year it's the greatest game of the year because you partake in the largest outdoor cocktail party in the world yeah but then one of the teams get blown out every year when's the last time that game has been close. Like, actually close. Yeah, exactly. Think about it. You know what game's close every year? Alabama-Auburn. Yeah, because y'all suck. No, false. <laughs> no, well, but in all seriousness, though, like, I'm just take, out, going away from Florida. I, I'm, I'm just throwing out that that's, like, my favorite game to watch every year. Well, we're not that's talking about that. What's gonna, what do you think is going to be the must-watch game of the year? Honestly, I kind of have two. That's what I'm on. That are tied. And that's the opener against Notre Dame and Ohio State, and the other opener of Georgia versus Oregon. I'm very excited to watch the storyline of Kirby Smart against Dan, Lan- Dan Lanning, and I think that's going to be a good game. I think this week one is going to be the greatest week. Yeah, honestly, like you have Utah, at Florida, you have Notre Dame at Ohio State, you've got um, well Georgia and Oregon's neutral field, but it's in Atlanta, so pretty much home field for Georgia. Um, FSU and LSU. Yeah, that's yeah. that Monday I, I just, night. I really don't think that's going to be. I know, but it's still game of the it's still year. a good. It's going to be a cool environment, yeah. but I don't think it's going to be game of the yeah. year. I just want to know why they didn't put Alabama Texas that week, and they're making it week two. I really do. I don't understand that. It's stupid to me, but that game really should have been week one. Also, it'd have been a perfect college football weekend, but whatever. But that's a cool storyline too about with Sarkeesian. Yeah. So. And Texas, I, I mean, with the recruits and the transfers they have, they're going to be a good football It's team. not going to be a walk in the park. Yeah. I mean, we're in Austin, and it's going to be rowdy there. I mean, noon. you have, what, Quinn Ewers there now, right? Yeah. And you've got Bijan Robinson, Heisman yeah. Trophy candidate. Like, yeah. you know, he's a he's a front runner for the it's Heisman. too bad they're going to be going up against the greatest defense of all time. To wrap this thing up, you know, getting ready for preseason week two for the Jaguars, week one for the rest of the NFL. We got the Browns coming in town. Deshaun Watson supposedly supposed to be playing for the Browns. You know, really? Yeah. Wow. So you know, we we're going to the game together. Maybe we can go get some massages before the game. You know, but in all seriousness, uh, I think Deshaun's gonna play. I think him and the Browns want to get him out there and you know, kind of try to turn the page on this whole thing that's happening with the. I heard he may not travel. 
Really? I heard today that he's supposed to be playing. I heard he may not travel because they're holding the National Massage Convention in Cleveland. I don't think he wants to leave anytime soon. <laughs> Only a couple blocks down oh, from first man. Enemy He's Stadium. out there. Let me in. <laughs> Let, Let me, me in. <laughs> oh, man. Now to wrap it up, I guess. Yeah, let's do I it. I mean, now that we already wasted, I mean, took up an hour and so of your time, but I you know. know. It's about bedtime. It's 10 o'clock. I'm getting old, man. Yeah. Got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. But hey, needless to say, football less than three weeks away, and we could not be more excited to have football season back. Pumped. Yes. Very excited. Exciting well, things. Until next time. I'm JT. I'm Big D. Turf Talk Nation. That's right. <laughs>